sometimes in football, you don't need a victory to feel like a winner. On September 11th, the Oakland Roots hosted the San Diego Loyal, one of the best footballing teams out there in the USL Championship. Under Landon Donovan, yes, that Landon Donovan, San Diego have carved out a reputation as a progressive side, and the Roots gave them due respect. Both teams battled out an extremely entertaining 0-0 draw. End-to-end action, hardly any mistakes, good quality football from both sides. From the Roots' perspective, we learned two things. Again, the midfield trio of Wildfowl, Jose Hernandez and uh, Matthias Fosori can compete with the best of teams. Three quality midfielders who are doing great things. When they play well, the Roots play well. And in keeper Paul Blanchet, they have someone who's playing out of his skin at the moment. Truth be told, the Roots owe him a big, big thank you for keeping a minute with a quite amazing save. After the game, we caught up with coach Jordan Fell and the man himself, Paul Blanchet, to break down what was a hard-fought but very well-earned point. So the San Diego game took place as part of the Oakland Roots Pride Night, where they joined the rest of the city of Oakland in celebrating the LGBTQ community. A number of fantastic events took place during the day. The Roots helped carry those celebrations through to the evening as well. Great work from all involved. The game also took place on September 11th, 2021, the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. We conclude today's show with a really quite moving performance of the national anthem that took place before the game. First, though, here's Coach Jordan Farrell, followed by keeper Paul Blanchet. It's good for us to get uh, the point against uh, what is what's one of the top teams in the West. Um, I think they're actually one of the best footballing sides in the West, um, and so I think we tonight we showed we can we can play football with them. We created some good chances. They obviously had some good looks, set pieces, shots from distance, uh, and, and I thought we managed their their attack well. Um, it was a, it was a, I I felt like a really good football match for uh, for being zero zero, um, and I, I, luckily we get them two more times this season. Yeah, it, it seemed like uh, definitely um, first half was pretty even. The second half, they came out pretty strong. But in the last 20 minutes, you guys had a lot of chances. You just couldn't get that final strike into the goal. How does that make you feel? Yeah, we picked them off a couple times and had, had some uh, you know good counterattacks. Um, that I think if we were just a hair sharper, we take the shot a little earlier, you know, their goals. Um, and that's that's tough because it means we're only walking away with a point. We should be getting three points at home, uh, but that's also a very different feeling than we had a couple months ago against them, and, and it shows the progress that our team's made. You know, we've got we've got some very strong midfielders and, and you saw whether it was the ball winning or the quick passing in transition or actually tonight I felt like we did a pretty good job of playing through them at different points. Um, so I think that cohesion's paying off, not just within the midfield, but from the defensive line playing and trusting those guys when they're under pressure to be able to break pressure. Uh, and I think that makes a, a big difference for us. And then uh, no Bokila, no Quincy. Can you describe the status of some of the guys that are, are missing? Well, we've had a ton of games in a very short succession, and we have a ton of games in a very short succession. So there's always going to be some rotation, and, and especially with some of our older guys, like they're not spring chickens, right? So we've got to make sure that they, they freshen up. And we saw tonight some of the young guys do really well. We've seen the last couple games some of the young guys do really well. Uh, and I spoke about that early on in the season where I felt like it would it would make a difference for us, guys like Mumba, who, who got a lot of time early on in the season. Um, you know, they come on, and tonight 
I think he, he was able to create a little bit, but on Wednesday night, he had a really big role. Um, and, and Johnny, who, a lot of people are like, who is this kid? But obviously he got injured in the training session before the first game. And, and so we're just happy to have him back. Um, and I think that allows us to, to rest a couple of the, the, the older guys. Yeah, describe uh, Johnny, his impact since coming on. He's a very big presence up there, high pressing. That's been his style since he signed him, it seems like. Kind of describe uh, Johnny's impact in the lineup. Yeah, um, you know, as a forward, he's, I would say he's, um, and I don't say this in, in terms of he's uh, uh, like a, uh, a top, top player, but he's a total forward in that he mm -hmm. can, he can play between the lines. He can run with the ball. He can run behind. Um, he, he he can win headers against big guys. He can so he can he has a lot of tools. He's obviously a young player, and you know he hasn't played a lot of professional games. So there's there's things that he still really has to grow in. Um, you know tonight I think there was a couple opportunities, whether it was fizzing a ball across the face of goal or what have you, that I think that you know more mature forwards like Quincy and Bokila that kind of have that within him. Uh, but he's a he's a he's a spark. He's He's challenging to play against, and we want him on our team because he creates uh, uh, good opportunities for us in and around the area and also does the defensive work, which is really important. And now this is what Jordan had to say about goalkeeper Paul Blanchett. Yeah, he's a monster. Um, and, you know, we've, we've traveled all the way to Tampa, traveled all the way back, traveled to Vegas. So, like I said, with some of the other positions, there's... You know, just, you, you don't want guys to, to get too tired and then create a, a problem, right? So we, I've said it all along, there's going to be some sort of rotation. But um, with Paul, we knew tonight it was going to be big set pieces and the leadership against a more veteran team. Um, and I think he showed that. And the saves that he made, but also how he just marshaled the line and controlled um, space behind or controlled, you know, very dangerous forwards in Augie and some of the others. So he had some, uh, you know, the one in the first half and, and a couple others. Um, they're big time saves and they make a difference for us in the game. And this is the man himself, Paul Blanchet. You, you had a talk about a little bit about your game. You, you had the, that amazing save. First off, talk about that save in the first half. You had where you had to reach out. You got injured. If you could tell a little uh, bit about that. Uh, it's something that we worked on this week in training. You know, getting cross for crosses, getting set, changing directions. You know, it was a great header, and somehow I saved it. You know, just pulled the joker out of the pocket. Yeah, uh, it was an amazing save. Um, in the second half, I mean, there were a couple. San Diego had a couple good. Uh, First 15 minutes, they had a couple good saves. Uh, you had a couple good saves on San Diego as well. Describe that and like why you felt. I mean, how that, what your mindset yeah. is to like I'm make those saves. Honestly, I felt like I could have done better, better in the second half. Uh, I thought, you know, getting relieving pressure from the last was good. Um, yeah, it was, just a, it was a good match. A good team. Yeah, Jordan commented on uh, he was sort of expecting a lot of long balls into the box. You punching him out. Yeah. Kind of take me through what you were expecting from San Diego, uh, what the plan was for their attack. Yeah, I mean, we watch him play, so a lot of it's in, cross, back in the middle, a lot of bodies, a lot of people crashing. So it's something we were expected. We were ready for it. As a team, how, how well do you think you kind of negated that threat or... Um, how well did you perform in anticipation of that? Uh, well, I thought the full 90 was good. I thought we had spells where we weren't great, but you know we found our way through it and not giving up any 
too many opportunities, and I thought towards the end there we could have we could have stolen the three points or taken the three points. And at home, I know I think I think we should have done it. Talk a little bit because you, you came in like midseason and and you you were like a reserve. Talk about like how you were your mindset to, to get to the point now where you're you know, the first team starter. Uh, it's just one day at a time. You just got to be the best and try to improve every day you can. You know, I go out there. You never know when it's going to be taken away, so you just got to fight as if you, know, you just got to fight when you're playing. So you just got to keep on fighting. I don't know. That save, man, like, we were in the, the people in the stands, it was like, when you just reached out and grabbed that, like, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, hello, people. This is Hella Football. Today we're talking Oakland Roots against San Diego Loyal, reaction to the game. It's me, Simon Campbell, joined once again by Doug Zimmerman. Doug, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, it's been a, a couple weeks since I, I've, I've been on here. Um, I've been out and about, but uh, following a little bit more of the U.S. Uh, men's national team uh, doing photography, um, but keeping in touch with the Roots as well and um, excited about where they are right now. Yes. Good times in many ways for the Roots. An interesting game last time out against San Diego. Closely contested, even um, chances for both teams. But um, essentially, I think, yeah, a good game. Nil-nil, but still a good game. Um, lots of goal action. Some splendid saves from Paul Blanchett that we'll get onto in a minute. But just wondering, to kick things off, what were your kind of um overall thoughts of this game what do you reckon yeah i mean it was a really tough game uh matchup for for uh the roots um you know san diego's been playing some really good uh footballs late I, i'd say you know they're right up there with with phoenix right now they're, those two teams are the, the class of the pacific division right now um and this was a really good chance to see where where the roots match up with one of the best teams and they they fought them uh, tooth and nail it's just both teams had their chances they just uh, saying they got a little bit better of the chances but um to actually finish one but i mean they both had really good uh good periods of possession of the ball where they could have scored um you know paul blanchett you know had those two incredible saves the save in the first half is just I mean, that was absolutely incredible how he reached out for that. And and not even after he reached out and saved it, he went on the ground and then hit it away with his hand too to make sure it wasn't close to the goal and pushed it away, far away from goal. So, I mean, it, it was a really uh, impressive display, but he's been, you know, really impressive the last couple months. And, um, but yeah, it, it just, um, you know, it was, it was a good, yeah. I mean, as Jordan said after the game, you know, it was a zero zero game, but it was a very exciting, very well played, very, uh, you know, back and forth game. And, um so yeah i really enjoyed it yeah it was full of yeah really interesting um tactically um full of action um admittedly i thought san diego had probably the better of what 60 65 minutes um then seemed to take their foot off the gas somewhat or whether that was um some inspired substitutions by the roots i personally i think maybe they Perhaps encountered an, an opponent who seemed to be a bit more willing to to take the take a bit of a uh, um, perhaps take their foot off the gas slightly. Um, but then one of the things that shocked me as well was that the the roots yeah deviated with 
uh, three at the back this time, yeah. which seemed to do, I mean, very deliberate tactic, but one that worked very well. Um, the chances that San Diego did have, not all of them, but the majority seemed to be from, from distance. They came up against the keeper who was in great form, but the Roots back line adopted, uh, adapted pretty well, pretty smoothly to a new formation, one that they haven't really utilized hardly at all this season. Um, and it was, yeah, it was, it was good to see. Um, I think that again speaks volumes about the flexibility of this squad, the adaptability of a lot of the players to kind of move into new positions, um, perhaps perform uh, tactical roles that they haven't um, done so much um, in the rest of the season. But yeah, the, the, the team adapted well um, and looked fairly comfortable against yeah a, a very high quality um, opponent and overall just was really impressed with with the quality of play there were hardly any you know I can't, I can't really recall any real notable individual errors or mistakes um it was just two two well-organized teams going at it and in the end the roots yeah could count themselves slightly unfortunate um perhaps they could have easily nicked a goal in the in the latter stages of the game um so i think they can be pleased with this one it gives them some confidence um, moving into the, the the business end of the season. Um, probably can't afford to drop too many more points, uh, especially at home. But yeah, against a, a strong a strong team like San Diego, I think they've got to be pleased with this one. Yeah, I mean, you know, even a month ago, it's it's still pretty amazing to be talking about like, okay, the Roots have a chance, realistic chance, a very realistic chance to make the playoffs and. Um, and that's just a credit to uh, how great of last five, six weeks they've had. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunately they kind of dug themselves in kind of a big hole. So like you were saying, you know, the, it's getting to that business time of the season where they have to produce results if they're going to make the playoffs. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, that's just the reality of, unfortunately, the first couple of months of the season where the position they're in now. So in, in terms of the team, um, again, like, so it's been a regular chopping and changing of, of the, the starting lineup. Um, but this time it was interesting, like of the veteran forwards that they, they do have the quality. For example, in um, Jeremy Kilo and Quincy America, like they, they have two highly, highly um, impactful players who, when they're on the pitch, deliver. Um, perhaps they haven't been featuring as, as much or as. Um, as often as um, Jordan and, and the rest of the squad will, will perhaps hope. Um, I think there's a, a number of reasons perhaps that that's not been the case, but in in their place, like um, Rodriguez was um, leading the attack and I thought he, he led the line well, full of running, um, always an option, battled well, pressed well. Um, so it was, it was good to see, especially like in the first first hour, it's a pretty thank, thankless task, really. You have to constantly have energy. You have to hold the ball up when you do get it. And there's large spells where your perhaps runs or, or pressure is not really being um, rewarded with with uh, possession or, or chances. But, you know, I was well impressed with, with, with how he handled things. Yeah, I, I mean, um, you know, I'm not saying this because he joined the team, but you know, since Johnny's been back and, you know, they've been winning games and I'm not, not saying that specifically because of him. I mean, the other players have been playing really well too, and the team's kind of gelled, but, um, but yeah, he, he has a knack of coming in and, and 
producing positive um, results, like either getting delivering the assist or, or, or scoring the goal. Um, you know, like he did uh, last Wednesday, um, you know, against the Vegas when they took advantage of the, you know, the, the basically a defensive error in which Wolf stuck his foot out and, you know, he, he, the one really good chance they had and they, he finished it. So he's, um, as Jordan said uh, in the post game, you know, he's a, he has like the all around tools of being a really successful forward. Um, you know, he's young. I mean, he's only played last year in Nisa and, and this year with the team, but I mean, he has, he, he gives a lot of uh, versatility, versatility to the offensive lineup, um, you know, with um, Bokia and, and Amakara, that you know, they, you have some players that are a little bit older, um, you know, that might not always be able to, uh, you know, make it out there for every game. And as Jordan said, like, you know, some of these older guys need to get some rest time, especially with the way the schedule is right now where they're playing two games a week, like they can't play all these uh, minutes. Um, so Johnny's been huge um, coming in there and just providing that, um, that little spark that's, you know, helping him win games. Um, you know, as a forward, he's, I would say he's, um, and I don't say this in, in terms of he's a, a, like a, a, a top, top player, but he's a total forward in that he can, he can play between the lines, he can run with the ball, he can run behind, um, he, he, he can win headers against big guys, he can, so he can, he has a lot of tools. He's obviously a young player and, you know, he hasn't played a lot of professional games, so there's, there's things that he still really has to grow in. Um, you know, tonight I think there was a couple opportunities, whether it was fizzing a ball across the face of goal or what have you, that I think that, you know, more mature forwards like Quincy and Pokila that kind of have that within them. Uh, but he's a he's a he's a spark. He's he's challenging to play against, and we want him on our team because he creates uh, uh, good opportunities for us in and around the area, and also does the defensive work, which is really important. Absolutely agree about Johnny Rubiso. Um, it's great to have him back. It's great to see players who perhaps haven't had a, a, a full kind of run of games or whatever, but just a lot of, yeah, these players who haven't had as much game time perhaps as some of the others are just coming in, contributing. Um, and like, yeah, off the bench, they've got options. They've got um, players that can can contribute. Um, Lindo Mifika, like he, the, the top, the quality that he has in transition, the ability to kind of progress the ball, but to support um, ball players with, with intelligent passes or um, energetic runs, is just, he's really, um, really contributes a lot, whether it's starting, whether it's coming off the bench. And then, you know, Thierry Enriquez, again, like some lovely, amazing bits of skill, proper fans favorite. Um, you feel like the excitement sometimes when he gets on the ball, there's a couple of occasions where he literally beat like two, three, four players, um, not all in one sequence, but um, but there were times where you think like, yeah, he's got no way out of that. He's surrounded by three players down by the corner flag and he somehow finds a way to, to wriggle inside and yeah, pass the ball to another Roots player. Um, so it's good to see. I think, yeah, the fans love to see it. Um, and even, even when the Roots are, you know, effectively on the back, foot in a kind of more defensive way they still had occasions where they got the, the fans excited and and do some nice plays so it's good to see yeah and and as um jordan i mentioned and and you know uh, and i mean kind of what we were talking about like a you know while they were still struggling was you know it seemed like the defense was kind of come along um you know the forwards were kind of playing a little bit of opportunities but there was like a disconnection with that midfield and you know there really is like 
you know, the midfield really solidified up. I, I think, you know, you, you got, you got, you got Walfall, um, Johnny Rodriguez, who's come in too at the same, same time as I've provided a huge boost, um, the, the fluidity, um, you know, Chewy and Enriquez, um, Matias Basori has been, you know, coming in there too. So there's been like, you know, and then also, um, Ariel Bumba is, you know, is, you know, has been playing really well too. So there's mm -hmm. just like, the midfield has really stepped it up you know, um, mm -hmm. the past month and really solidified. And, and some of those first choice players that they were really brought in originally mm -hmm. to, to be there and, and doing it like, you know, fall who come back from injury and, you know, mm -hmm. Rodriguez who had the paperwork issues um, to, you know, now to be able to finally play with that first, you know, the squad that they thought, you know, originally thought with, you can see where, they thought the team could possibly be and you know unfortunately now it's great to see where they're at now where mm -hmm. they, they can have their first squad and there's they're still adding players bringing in you know pieces to you know help solidify it which is really um, interesting too yeah that's interesting to see so we're yeah time recording the roots have just added um another another player to that midfield pot um interesting to see how this one plays out whether and i'm talking here about it, Joseph Nane, um, the, the former uh, MLS player in, in, in ASL, who's uh, been playing, um, played for the Cosmos for a couple of years, um, won championship with them, and then has actually been playing overseas um, for the last couple of years. Um, yeah. So it's, it's uh, I mean, I think he's 34, so he's an experienced player um, to bring in for, like, I guess, the, the playoff push. Um, and, uh, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure... They're bringing them in, you know, just to add that little bit extra. I mean, they still got a pretty congested schedule for the next month. Mm -hmm. um, so having that experience, I mean, it can't, can't hurt um, True. at all. And then they also did bring in, um, which was kind of interesting, uh, they traded away the um, original uh, first signing, uh, Salia Muhammad, um, and they brought in uh, Brian Brown, who uh, uh, had played with uh, Linda Mefeka uh, before. Um, at uh, at Reno, and um, he's not another experienced USL player uh, who hasn't uh, featured yet, I believe. But mm -hmm. you know, they, I mean, their their bench is just getting deeper and deeper. Like mm -hmm. they're bringing in experienced players that have produced at the USL level or you know second division level, like NESL. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really um, you know it's really interesting to see where they are. It's one of those ones where it feels like a bit of experience in midfield at this level. Is, is valuable. Um, you perhaps have a solid core there. Um, you control that center of the pitch. Um, it's gonna it's gonna do some things for you. So we've seen like, uh, in my opinion, like the upturn in the roots form has coincided with the return of slightly more um, mature, experienced players in that central midfield region. Um, before that, at the start of the season, I mean, they had literally, I think, two teenagers in Aaron yeah. yeah, and Danny Flores who stepped up. That's, they did phenomenally well. Um, but yeah, relying on two, two teenagers with yeah, no experience of, of playing at this level, both highly talented, I would wager going on to bigger and brighter things in the not too distant future, but to ask them to, to control and dictate the tempo, it's going to be tough. Um, but that said, having yeah players of of some of some of these players experienced the uh, Fernandez's, Wildfalls, um, Sores, 
um, it's gonna, yeah, it's, it's good to see. Um, and then you, you have, you can perhaps afford to give Ariel Moomba a break or um, some of the other younger players. And then this, yeah, gives them solid backup, people to learn from. Um, and yeah, the, the roots are, are reaping the rewards at this stage. So Wednesday, um, it's Tacoma Defiance again. We've seen them not too, not too uh, long ago. It's a really important game. Um, any hopes perhaps of uh, continuing this push towards the playoffs will, but three points is going to be very important. Yeah, it's, I mean, right now they're currently, um, they're in sixth place. Um, they're above uh, Galaxy 2 and uh, Vegas Lights um, and just behind uh, Sacramento. Um, but in fourth place, the top four teams in the Pacific Division make the playoffs is the Tacoma Defiance. And um, they face them two more times, um, but they currently are six points behind. So, you know, with the season starting to get down to, like you said, the, the business time where you got to produce, um, they kind of have to produce uh, a win, um, at the least a draw, but really a win to give them a serious, like, real chance of, of making a push for those playoffs. Um, and you're, you're playing at home, um, you know, the home away from home, um, mm -hmm. you know, and Las Pasitas and Livermore, but still, it's a home game. Um, you know, you're you're playing in a great form. You know, your only loss was that respectable loss to, to Tampa Bay. And, um, you know, and Tacoma, Tacoma is a good team. They have a lot of young, good players, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, for what, like basically, you know, one of the development teams in, in, in the Pacific Division, like they're definitely the most solid, like you know, Vegas and Galaxy have been kind of hit and miss. They have their talent and don't necessarily play too well together as teams, but um, Tacoma is a, a good team and, you know, very solid. Um, and so it's going to be quite a challenge um, to, uh see what happens and you know they it's almost you would say it's a must win but it's almost a must win to because if they win this game you know they're only three points back on Tacoma with a lot to play for a lot of time left um and anything can happen you know if they lose then they're down by nine points and then it starts becoming you know a little bit tougher um to make that you know realistically make that jump So let me ask you a question, Simon. Um, you know, with the uh, the importance of this game coming up, like who do you uh, who do you expect to be uh, starting in the uh, starting eleven on Wednesday night? I mean, that is a that's a, a really tough uh, tough question at this moment. Yeah. Um, I want to put the I pressure would, on you, so. <laughs> well, do it. Um, I mean, I would like to say, like, I'd be confident that um, they'd have their their. Uh, then um, starting midfield available, and if that's the case, I'd love to see uh, um, Fernandez, Wolfold, and um, sorry, I just think those guys just give the rest of the squad such a, a solid, um, solid base, really. And then I would imagine that they'd prefer to a four. Um, so yeah, you probably again. I mean. Clemente and Kai Green have just been so solid there. Um, and Diaz has been putting in shifts at right back. I'd love to see Soya Takahashi come back, back in at left back. Um, I think if you're talking about players of the season, he's got to be in that conversation. He's really, really just kept getting, um, improving and improving, getting comfortable with the, the, the style of the team 
um, what he can contribute on the left there, um, yeah, the, the, standard, the, the intricacies of, of this league, this level, um, what opponents are going to be like and how he can take advantage on both in terms of uh, offensive contribution and defensively he's looking more and more sound, confident. Of course, I think it's not um, no exaggeration to say that Paul Blanchett has made a huge difference to the squad and when he plays, as we saw um, against San Diego, like the, the whole team looks that much more confident. Um, I'm with him back there. Um, great shot stopper. Was a, a, a overall really positive um, presence in, in goal there. And then the real question marks, though, are when it comes to attack, I think. Um, it's very difficult to predict who, who starts, who you would... Um, to start. I would say I would expect to, to be surprised by whoever does does um, begin up there. At the start of the season, perhaps, like Jeremy Bikila was the one that everyone was looking toward and um, I think he would be getting the goals and he certainly hasn't disappointed when he has contributed. But his, in terms of definitely of goals, it seems like his, his main contributions have come as a substitute. So perhaps you would... Um, if you were to make a prediction, and I would hate to, but yeah, he might might start on the bench. But I think Quincy and Mirko, like when he has played, like you can see, even though he is what thirty-three years old, like um, his quality, his um, both in terms of like technique, technical ability, but also in a more kind of um, in terms of the, the team psychology, the, the confidence, the, the wisdom that he brings and just little things like in-game management, um, advice to others, um, great talker, like a leader, um, just an example for the rest of them. So just want, want to see him up there. Picture um, Enrique's fan, love to see him on one of the wings. And then it depends how the, the rest of the team want to go. Like um, if Jordan kind of wants the I don't know, the more kind of uh, subtle in, interplay or uh, build-up play of um, Mumba, he could start on the opposite wing, depends like how, how things go. But that, yeah, in a very long drawn answer is probably yeah. like how I see the perhaps number. First was 11, then you still do have great options off the bench. What do you reckon? Is that... Uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah I, can't, I can't really disagree with your choices. I think that's a pretty good starting lineup. Um, you know, I... I I've been really impressed, um, you know, um, with uh, Emma Clementa, like how he's really, you know, when Turk Moret got injured, like he's really stepped up and become like the captain of that defense mm. and the defensive line. Like the wingers have been kind of been subbing in and out, um, mm. you know, being Memo Diaz and, um, you know, and, and Soya and, uh, um, you know, a couple of different players like playing out wide. But, um, you know, he's been teamed up with Kai Green and, you know, Kai Green has – you know, he's been good. I, I, mean, I really like Tarek Moretta. I think he's a great defender, mm. but Kai is definitely has a nice little punch sometimes on, on offense. Um, you know, he scored that goal a couple games back and I think he's just, you know, he has, he's been pretty much solid, especially lately. Uh, I think they've developed a nice understanding between the two of them. So, and like you were saying earlier, like, you know, Paul Blanchett, like, you know, mid-season acquisition, you know, they kind of were like, just needed some depth because, you know, Zeus de la Paz was going out to, you know, World Cup qualifiers and Gold Cup and, you know, and then had the, uh, you know, you know, they were getting a loan, the loanee from the NYCFC 
to, to play because they, they needed some. But uh, he, he's come in and he just came in and claimed that starting position. He's just been solid, not just like shot stopping, but just, you know, distribution and, and just positive and kept them in so many games, um, which, I mean, I feel a little bit bad for, for Taylor Bailey because he was number two and he's played really well too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it's, it's really interesting how like, you know, um, you know, he, as they said, uh, someone pointed out the other day that, um, you know, he has the more shutouts than, than Paul Blanchett does. Um, so, I mean, you got, it's like, you know, so you're, you got the great defense, you got some really nice, you know, uh, choices at, at goalkeeper. I mean, Susie La Paz is a great goalkeeper, but a uh, goal stopper, but he just is too much of an adventure on the field. Like he hasn't seen the field since that last Tacoma game that they played in Tacoma. Um, I mean, I feel a little bad for him, but I mean, when you got someone like Blanchette and then Bailey is a backup, I mean, it's going to be really tough mm-hmm. for, for Zeus to make it out there. And uh, yeah, that I think, but getting to your point, yeah, the striking position, um, I, I would go Pacquiao coming in off the bench because that's where he's just been producing good goals. And uh, yeah, Quincy, I think starting um, just the quality, like you were saying, he brings to the team. So um, yeah, I, I am, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> and then, yeah, not to downplay, but as we've, We've said many times there are like quality options um, in the rest of the squad. And given this, the, I guess, like the, the state of flux that the team has been in, the, I wonder if they picked how many times they picked the, the same starting 11. But um, everyone who's, who's come in recently has just stepped up, contributed. It's been smooth rather than a, an issue. It's been, a, in many ways, it's been an advantage um, to have like a squad that is rotating. But contributing in meaningful ways, it's it's pretty powerful to have that. Um, so that's yeah, that's too. I think as well, like the great credit of the coaching staff to have players who are motivated um, when they do come in after some time out or a spend on the bench, but being able to come in and contribute in a positive way. Um, you'd have to wager that the the atmosphere within the squad has constantly remained high, even when results um, were going against them. It seemed like uh, everyone was feeling positive, and I think that's that's been borne out by the way that the team have um, contributed and performed in, in recent weeks. Yeah, and, and you, you got to give credit to the technical staff and and especially Coach Farrell for like you know keeping this team together through which was a really really difficult couple months there. Um, and you know a lot of teams could have just thrown in the towel and like you know forget it. We're you know this is over and. I mean, he's been able to keep the team together, keep them focused and just, you know, playing one game at a time and, and now they're producing results. So um, a lot of credit to the technical staff, um, you know, for, for getting them into this position where they even, you know, like they can are in the playoff talk, um, you know, so it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of credit to go around for sure. One thing though, this raises a question um, with regards to like the end of this season, and the start of the next. I wonder um, how many of these players will Oakland fans get to see again next year? Um, that's a, that's a good question. They've got a good group. They've got a good, um, obviously, a, good, a fairly strong bond there. But um, in, in this level, that's got to be a, a fairly pertinent question. Sadly, you wouldn't be surprised to see some if not a fair few of these players move on, but perhaps a strong push towards the end of the season will make retaining their services, hopefully, that much easier. 
I don't know, or I could equally get the, get them envious glances from from other clubs looking to recruit quality players. Yeah, it's it's um, you know, I mean, it's going to be interesting because you know the roots do want to have that local uh, quality to the team and bring in some of the young players, you know, which they've been able to do a Mabamba. I mean, Johannes Harish has not played as much recently, but he, you know, you know, came in, played pretty well. Um, you know, Johnny Rodriguez, who, you know, with Nisa team, you know, is playing well this year now. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like, you know, I, I think some of the players are definitely not going to be back. Um, you know, maybe some of the internationals that, you know, um, didn't, you know, are, are probably worth a little bit more, maybe a little bit older. And I, I mean, I think some of these late additions, I'm not sure if they're going to really fall through. I mean, some of some of the additions, you know, haven't really done had huge impact. You know, like like Brent, Brendan Allen hasn't really made, in my opinion, hasn't made a huge impact on the team. I mean, maybe off the field he has, but on the field he hasn't really produced much. So there's definitely some players that have they brought in um, that you know haven't produced as much as you could have. But you know, I mean, they've ha- they've brought in so many players and they're having such a nice, uh, you know, they have a nice. I think they have a nice foundation. So I think it will be interesting to see how many of these players do come back. I, I, I've got the feeling they're going to at least keep a good part of this foundation because they've built up a nice foundation now um, of players and, you know, you feel like they have something they can build with um, and, and add to next year. So um, I hope they, uh, hope they do keep uh, a good, good amount of these players next year. I'm going to just ask you again about Blanchet's save, that one in the first half. I mean, watching it live, I was like, wow, that's a great save. Watching it back on replay, I was like, that's, a, that's an amazing save. Yeah, I, I was, I, um, I like to watch the games in the supporter section. So I'm with the, the 68ers and La Brigada, the Pueblo. And, uh, you know, it's, I mean, the, you know, we were pretty close, right? You know, uh, almost online where, where he mm-hmm. did that. And at that point when you were, I mean, for in, and I was in the stadium, I was just, my jaw almost dropped. Like that was such an amazing, uh, he just, it seemed like he almost contorted in the middle of the air, like halfway to like, and just like stretched that full stretch to like, to get that ball. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was an amazing save. Um, and the fun thing afterwards was, you know, the, the fans and giving them credit, like they go, they start saying, Hey, we got to go there. You know, you just, you felt like, it, you know, like, it's like, it was perfect. It was like, yeah, we have a goalie, man. We got someone that can make those crazy stops. And mm-hmm. it was like, you know, he, you know, it's, it was, yeah, it was pretty, that's, that's for me, I was the play of the game for sure. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the highlights of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, hats off to the Paul Blanchet, well played. So we wrap up today's show with a recording from the Oakland Roots San Diego pregame. This is the national anthem as performed by Matthew Linneman, a San Francisco-based cellist who's performed on numerous stages across the world and been a member of the Oakland Symphony. This game, again, took place on 9-11, 20th anniversary of a tragic event and also on the celebration of a pride at Yogan Roots. So this was yeah, pretty emotional on, on many, many levels. Here it is. Take care, people. Hug the ones you love.